MSW Media. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's, it's... Superman! 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 You wanted to see me? Hey, this is Brandon Routh, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. a glass, sit for a spill, it's time to have some fun, let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking, but this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show. Joining me in just a few minutes, Brandon Routh. That's right, Brandon Routh. He is the first actor to play Superman after Christopher Reeve originated the role in the in the big movies. I mean, there were, you know, George Reeves way back in the day, but Christopher Reeve first one in the movies and then Christopher Reeve was injured as we know and passed away. And then Brandon Routh came along and did Superman Returns. And now Superman is here. It's not returning. It's the first time we're going to have Superman. This is the first Superman we've ever had. Real Superman on what we're drinking. Brandon Routh. going to be a couple minutes. What we're drinking is Templeton's 10-year single-barrel rye whiskey. It's brand new. This Templeton Rye 10-year reserve is really a, just a true expression of American rye whiskey can be. Uh, it's the name... Suggests it come from single barrel. It's it's aged a full decade in, in American oak barrels. And I got to tell you, this thing is just smooth and it's got dark oak and honeyed floral notes on it. And then, boy, oh boy, it's a good one. Goes for about $85 a bottle. It's 104 proof. And Templeton brought this out in conjunction with a program they're doing called the Templeton Distillery Strong Spirited Entrepreneurs Grant Program in which they're going to be awarding three small businesses $10,000 each. And Templeton's from Iowa, which is how Brandon Routh came in. He's also from Iowa, as is Hill Harper from The Good Doctor, and they're going to be judging or helping to judge the grant winners. And how that works is you got to be a U.S.-based business. You're invited to apply for the Templeton Distillery Entrepreneur's Grant, except you can't sell alcohol or owned by anyone under the age 21. If that's the case, you can't enter. But to enter, you're going to submit 250 words about why you should be considered for this grant. And entries are going to be judged on originality, contributions to the local community, and business viability. To enter the contest or get more information about the contest, go to templetondistillery.com or on social media, at Templeton Distillery. You can also get info on the 10-year-old reserve rye there. Rye whiskey. I love whiskey. I really do. I mean, I am a card-carrying member of the international drinking press. 20-some years spent making a professional study of whiskey, right? And I, I, you know, I've devoted with several ex-girlfriends and overzealous members of the professional recovery community might call an excessive amount of time and energy to 
dipsomaniacal disquisition. It's a fancy way of saying drinking. Personally, I don't see any reason for concern. Yeah, is it the kind of job they steer you towards on career day in high school? No. Like my dear old grandma used to say before her liver finally gave out, one man's poison is another man's bacon-infused vodka. As time goes by and I get a little longer in the tooth, I, you know, I've come to realize that what's most significant about my chosen profession isn't what I've learned about whiskey. It's what whiskey has taught me about life. For instance, whiskey's taught me to believe that anything's possible. So in the sober light of day, no way I'd wager $500 on a game of nine ball against a guy named Deadeye Dick who carries his own gold-plated cue stick. But I've done that. I have done that in a bar. Whiskey's also taught me the value of diplomacy. Engage in enough booze-fueled conversations with drunken strangers. Trouble's bound to rear its ugly head. We know this. Let's say I were to make an impolitic remark about the Kansas City Chiefs' chances for winning the Super Bowl again, and the biggest Chiefs fan in the world quickly develops a strong opinion about the manliness of my Philadelphia Eagles t-shirt. In fact, he offers to butch it up a bit by decorating it with my own blood. Now, back when I was a young buck full of beer and bravado, I'd have taken the bait and probably taken a savage beating, but the soothing bomb that is fine whiskey has mellowed me, friends. It's mellowed me. It showed me that the best way forward is usually the path toward non-violent resolution. So I would apologize, and I would offer to buy a round, and that would settle things down, at least momentarily, but I wouldn't let the fleeting feeling of brotherhood lull me into a false sense of security. I know I need to get out of Dodge ASAP, because eventually, that Chiefs fan's going to forget all about the conciliatory whiskey I bought him, and ironically, he's going to forget it because of that whiskey I bought him, and remember that I referred to his hero, Patrick Mahomes, as a poor man's Tom Brady. Whiskey's imparted invaluable lessons about math, too. So, for instance, did you know that if you multiply the number of whiskeys drank in a session by 10, subtract from your body weight, divide by 4, add 1 for every decade you've been alive, you get the precise number of hours you'll be hung over the next day. Try it. Works every time. Which brings me to the most important lesson whiskey has taught me, and that is to know your limitations. I'm not proud of this, but... I've spent a couple mornings curled up next to the toilet on a cold bathroom floor, shaking, sweating, and swearing to all that is good and holy that I would never, ever, ever drink whiskey again. Then recently, during the pandemic, I, I overdid it one day or night, and uh, you know, I had another bout of unwellness on that cold bathroom floor. I experienced something akin to what all those ex-girlfriends and overzealous members of the professional recovery community had predicted I someday would. A moment of clarity. So the time had come to do what was necessary, and I determined right there and then that I would. No more excuses. No more next times. In case you're wondering, I didn't decide to cut back on the drinking. I went out and I bought a really comfortable bathroom rug. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Solutions, baby. It's all about the solutions. And since we're on the subject of hangovers, anybody feel like hearing from... Uh, Glenn Howerton? It's always sunny in Philadelphia's Glenn Howerton on the subject of hangovers. I do. Let's do it. And then we'll get to Brandon Ralph. No, I'll tell you something. He doesn't really get hungover. I, I don't get I've never had a problem with hangovers, but but part of that is because I don't drink a bunch of sugar. Honestly. I tried that. That's bullshit. No, it's not. I'll tell you something. Well bet. for you, but for me, I'm I've gone okay. the vodka, the fucking just really? just vodka thing. Well I'll tell you. It's you about know, how much you're drinking. The secret the secret really is drinking top shelf liquor. Yeah. And mixing it with tons of water. You gotta the, best, the best drunk is to drink tequila all night, top shelf tequila all night, and 
Do it in shots and drink water all night. Do you get worried? You hear that? You hear that, America? You hear that, America? If get you're out listening there and out get there. top shelf. Top shelf, then go baby. home and sleep in your hyperbolic chamber. <laughs> get your chance. Well, every, everyone, everyone has, has a hyperbolic yeah, chamber, has, and everyone has the... Uh, oh, wait, I don't know if you know who's listening in my show. It's like fucking... When we, we used to do the yeah, show live, we used to do it live, and all the phone calls would be seemingly like... Truck all drivers. it is is truck drivers yeah. in Kansas, and they just yeah. can't wait uh, to but, call in. But listen, Dan, can I make? Yeah. I want to make something very, very clear. Yes, because because what I, what I don't want I don't want the perception to be oh Glenn Howerton he went to Hollywood he he they got a TV show he used to be a degenerate chain Juilliard graduate, <laughs> but he used to but now now that he's got all this money and he's this Hollywood guy that he's like Tons cleaned up his diet and all this Tons kind of, of shit. Good looking, that nice I wardrobe. Was, I was always this way. I was always like, I mean, before Rob and I even did the show, before I even had money, I was doing the best I could to eat healthy, and you know, not drink a bunch, not eat a bunch of sugar. And I, so I have always been a douchebag in that respect. What some people would consider to be douchey, what I would consider to be a, a responsible denizen oh, of oh. the earth. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's that time of year again. New Year's. It's that time of year where we make those resolutions about dropping weight, answering our mom's calls, staying in touch with friends. It always feels like the perfect time to refocus on what we want in life, but it's easy to get stuck looking back on all of the resolutions we didn't keep last year. This year, there's one resolution I am definitely keeping, and that's making my mental health a priority. Make it part of your daily routine with Talkspace. Talkspace personally matches you with a licensed therapist you could connect with right from your phone or computer. I've been in therapy for years, but it's always been so challenging to find the right person. I've bounced around to different therapists and it's always, does this one take my insurance? Is this one close to my house? With Talkspace, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Listen, everyone could use someone to talk to. I personally deal with some anxiety and my problem at night is those racing thoughts that I can't turn off. I'm up all hours of the night thinking about everything that everyone ever said to me and how am I going to get through this? My therapist at Talkspace taught me some really awesome breathing techniques that help me calm my mind, calm my body, and give me a more restful sleep. Connecting with a licensed therapist on Talkspace can help you feel better and it's secure. No one's going to hear what you say and that's the best part. Let all that talk fly. Unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace fits your schedule, not the other way around. Talkspace treats your privacy and security as their top priority. You get access to private virtual room with just you and your therapist. You can send your therapist messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. No need to wait for that weekly appointment. You owe it to yourself to make mental health a priority this year. And Talkspace makes it easy to keep. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code STARBURNS at sign up. That's S-T-A-R-B-U-R-N-S. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code STARBURNS. You know, but it's not all whiskey here at What We're Drinking Headquarters. A lot of times I like to drink rum. Just any rum. I'm talking about Batiste rum. First sustainable American craft rum. I call it a 3R rum because the makers of Batiste rum practice regenerative agriculture. They use renewable energy and they make responsible choices. Batiste rum is made from 100% pure fresh cane juice, minimal processing, 
single distillation. It is distilled sunshine. I'm walking on sunshine. Check out BatisteRum.com to learn more. That is B-A-T-I-S-T-E-R-H-U-M.com. That H in rum is a tip of the hat to the French Caribbean where it's sourced. And as I like to say, the H is silent, but I promise you, you won't be. You're going to be telling everybody you know to get some. We have had lots of amazing guests on this show before. Very grateful for that, but I can tell you, we've never had Superman. Never had Superman until now. Maybe he's not really Superman, but he played the Man of Steel in the movies. Very excited to welcome Brandon Routh to the show. Brandon, how are you? Hey, Dan. Thanks. Uh, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, definitely not Superman, but have played him. You have. 2006. Working every, working every day to try to be more like Superman. Yes. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite quotes was, I'm not a praying man. It was from The Simpsons. I'm not a praying man, but if you're up there, Superman, save me. Homer. So, uh, so man, thanks for joining. You you are here yeah. today because we're doing a little thing with uh, with Templeton Rye, which is from Iowa, which That's is right. where you're from. And right. Look Locally at this. Grown. Got it going right there. I've been, man. I when I I wrote a book called American Wino, where I drove around the United States and I went to most of sections of the U.S. and I did go to Iowa and I visited numerous wineries there. A place called Jasper in Des Moines. I don't know if you're yes. from. Uh, yeah, Somerset, which I think, yeah, in in Indianola, I think, or some there's somebody in Indianola, Indianola, that's Somerset, yeah. and then Tassel yeah. Ridge, which is in Layton, I believe. So huh. I hit three wines. We do. You know what, man? I got to tell you, you know they make wine in every state in the yeah. United States, and amazing. The wines in Iowa were good. You know, I mean, they're not they're not Napa Valley. They're not sure. you know they're not maybe the Finger Lakes, but yeah. What is happening around the country is impressive. And I remember Somerset in particular was such a beautiful property. And, mm. and it was so nice to just see tons of people in Iowa doing wine tastings. I thought it was brilliant, man. So anyway, we're here to talk about uh, about rye whiskey. And you're That's doing right. a thing with, with Templeton Rye. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Well, uh, Templeton, this is their... Oh, they're ten year oh, age, ten years that they I just yeah, yeah yeah that they just uh, have come out with, and um, in in part of celebration uh, of that, um, they're also have created this uh, competition uh, to give ten thousand dollars to three small businesses um, to help kickstart uh, to kickstart the business and to support small business because Templeton was a was a small business. Um, probably still is a small business, considered a small business, but came from a small town in Iowa. And um, the crazy time that we've all had the last year and a half, um, looking to help uh, do what they can to help the community and, and kickstart other small businesses. You know, I just tried, You, we just held up this whiskey here, and this is the, uh, what is this, the 10-year? Is this the new, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the new 10-year single barrel rye whiskey and it's a really, really delicious whiskey for about 85 bucks, 104 proof. How much of a source of pride is it for you to, you know, have a brand like this from, you know, when you think about the, the iconic whiskey brands, you don't necessarily think Iowa. <laughs> the highlands of Iowa. Yeah, exactly. Right. So how much of a source of pride is that for you? I think it's very cool. You know, we're, we're very proud of Iowans doing good things and making a name, a good name for Iowa. Uh, because we are considered a, a, a flyover state and we don't have any professional sports teams. Um, 
we we find pride in you know our football teams, uh, college football teams, and basketball teams, and uh, and people who go out and do good things, and and companies who go out and and make a name for themselves. Um, so we're very proud of, and I'm very proud of the work that Templeton's done. And when I became aware of them a few years ago, um, uh, you know, I thought it was a pretty amazing achievement to have that to be so renowned from from my small state. Now, have you been a whiskey drinker? Uh, I have not been a whiskey drinker. I'm becoming more of a, a whiskey drinker. I was a, I, I was a, I was a bartender um, back before I, I, I kind of started acting to make money or made 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 enough money acting. Uh, and I learned. I went to this bartending school that they have in Los Angeles and learned to be a bartender and really got into making drinks. So I was very much into what what kind of recipes can I come up with? These crazy drinks that I can come up with. So. This was not as exciting because you just pour the drink. So I was more into drinking and and creating other things. But as I've gotten older, I've definitely gone away from that and the sugar and all that and appreciate um, some neat whiskey. Neat whiskey. I, I definitely tend to be more. Uh, I like uh, I like a couple couple cubes of ice every once in a while, but. Um, First, you got to try it this way first. Yeah, and, and at 104 proof, I mean, it's not it's not going to kick your ass too much, but it's certainly putting some ice in there or a little, a little bit of water is going to open it up a little bit. By the way, yeah. what would what would you say the percentage of actors who were in that bartending school it had to be 80 percent, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I wish they had a wall of fame of all the people that came from there. Um, yes, but uh, that were that were actual actors, yeah. Do, where um, did you work? Probably eighty percent. What bars in LA? I worked at uh, oh, just one, uh, Lucky Strike oh, Lanes. Yeah, the one at Ho- Hollywood and Highland. Yeah, the initial one, uh, just a few months after it opened. Um, so I worked there for until I until until I booked Superman. I worked there, which was only was a year and a, half, a year year and a half. So people listening out there know Hollywood and Highland, where Brandon's talking about is where the Oscars are held. So yeah. I got to imagine while you're working your shifts, are you ever having that fantasy of like someday? We had also two stories about that. One, um, Stephen Foster from Iowa created Lucky Strike with his wife, Julian, J- uh, Jillian, excuse me. Um, and uh, and his, their sons are both actors, Ben Foster. Uh, one oh, Ben and, Foster. Uh, yeah, he's he's great. Man. And, uh, and uh, the other less successful son. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> and and uh, um, what else was going to say about that was oh the, we hosted the coat when it was the Kodak Theater the Academy Awards were there and so people came we were the pathway the, the 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 way through to people getting to their cars to going outside to leaving so they everybody came down through our elevator and through the bar and I served Paul Giamatti I think it was just water but he had his Oscar when he won. Um, Amazing. So that was a pretty, that was before I had done anything. So this is amazing. You, you hear yeah. so many stories like that. I, I've talked to so many celebs on this show and others, you know, where they're, they're working somewhere. And I mean, uh, one of the big ones, a friend of mine worked with, um, oh boy, Seb, uh, Maniscalco, Sebastian Maniscalco, who's mm. a huge comedian now, like sells yeah. out Madison Square Garden. My friend used to work with him at, I think the Four Seasons in Beverly. He was a waiter. You know, and, yeah. and I heard him telling a story about him, how he was waiting on Al Pacino, you know, and just going, someday, you know. One of my favorite uh, people that I served in a private party, I don't remember that. It was a birthday party for just somebody who I don't think they were famous necessarily. But I, I was a, there was a private room in Lucky Strike for um, 
for private parties. And so we had a lot of celebrities parties and, and, and fancy things. And Dave Grohl was there. Oh, wow. And I served him, I served him some kind of whiskey. I don't remember what it was. And I didn't really say anything. It just said hello. And I didn't freak out. Uh, but that was one of the highlights for me back in the day. Yeah, it's it's been one of the joys on doing this show and a lot of it over the last year. Obviously, we've been doing it over Zoom, but even more so, I think, than in person. You know, for instance, I remember I had Brian Cranston on not long ago and and he and I just kept going after we finished taping. Like we're just drinking mess and you just kind of it's a it's a unifying thing, you know, the spirits and it just kind of yeah. everybody sort of lets their their hair down a little bit. It's it's a lot of fun. So be touching back on when you get this break, like it's not only a break, it's a huge break, right? I mean, Superman. And this was, and Superman, people have to remember, at the time you took that role, that franchise had been dormant for a while, right? More than 20 years. Nobody had played Superman on screen other than Christopher Reeve uh, uh, on, on the big screen. Um, and uh, yeah, it was very, very, very daunting uh, task, but one that I, my whole journey in a weird way had kind of been leading to that my whole journey in Hollywood. Uh, and so by that time, uh, four years into my Hollywood journey uh, or five years into my Hollywood journey, I kind of felt like, Oh, this is just, this is what's supposed to happen. So my, my Iowa naivete and, uh, you know, kind of helped in that way to, to, to protect me from some of, the big concern that I probably should have had. So you weren't, you weren't, it wasn't this thing where you were overwhelmed or, I mean, it just kind of seemed like a natural progression of things for you. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of, it was a lot of work and a lot of heartache going into it. The casting process was seven month long, you know, ups and downs, but, but it felt like I was moving toward that. And, uh, and in a, in a weird way. And so I wasn't, I I was a little bit um, unaware of the, the pressure, the studio pressures that I think now I would be understanding how the business yeah. works. At that point, I was like, I don't know. I'm, I was green enough to know to get to slide under the radar, I guess, as far as that's concerned. And it helped me keep my head above water, I think, more than if I would have known the reality. Well, it's it's what's crazy about that then is that I think the movie made maybe just under $400 million mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And that was considered not a massive success. <laughs> so when you're dealing in the, like yeah. now, I think you book a comic book movie now, you know, and, and you're carrying it. Most of these movies now, and I don't follow a lot of them, but it, it seems like it's big ensemble casts. But yeah. back then, not only did you have the pressure of being Superman, Christopher Reeve was beloved and we all know what happened to him. And, and I remember back then, like there being a lot of like, who, who the hell is this guy? You know, like people really were precious about that yeah. first movie and, and man, for you to come in and handle it the way you did and, and, and do a great, I remember watching the movie and thinking it was great way back in the day, you know, so Thanks. congrats on that. Um, I'm just sitting here now going, who does he look like? You know, you look like you, but it's something in Iowa, they just feed, cause you're what, like six foot two or something? Six, three. Six, yeah. three. So I have a friend from Iowa, also big, also famous guy, older than you, looks like you, Mark Steinis. Used to host hmm. Entertainment Tonight. Do you remember Mark Steiner? Oh, okay. Looks, you guys. He's from Iowa too. Yeah. What is it? Is it the is it the corn? What is it that you, you get to be six foot? I'm five ten. Uh, the, the corn, the milk, uh, all that stuff, probably. Um, the whiskey, yeah, you know, the Templeton <laughs> Rye. I, well, I wasn't drinking that when I was, but yeah, uh, the energy of that, the Iowa energy. Um, you know, it's probably just who 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 settled there. 
you know, I've got the 23andMe thing, so I've done that. Hardy folk, hardy folk. I'm, I am, I am 98% or 99.6% from England and Europe, but mostly England, Irish, Scottish. So it's that, you know, and they all, they all came to Iowa. Your ancestors swam here across the Atlantic ocean. That's how tough they were. And then hiked it right (laughs) through the country over to Iowa Real quick, before, right before I let you go, man, I just want to ask you, what kind of, what do you do when you're doing cocktail? If you, I know right now you're doing it neat or you're doing it with rocks. Are you a, uh, are you an old fashioned fan? I mean, do you like, what kind of rye cocktails do you like to make? Uh, I haven't, I haven't experimented with a lot. I've made a lot of old fashions back in the day. Um, uh, when I was, when I was bartender, I do, I have this, the, when I have actually sat and sampled it myself, that is the way I would like to drink it because, you know, the little bit of sugar, uh, and the cherry is nice to have in there to complement all the flavors and, and, and bring it out. Um, I wouldn't do, I've never really been much of a, what is it, a Rob, uh, just sitting down and drinking at a, a Manhattan or, or something like that, but maybe in my older days. Yeah. Is that even rye? I can't even remember now. Can you, can, you make a Manhattan with just rye? You can do bourbon too. Yeah, yeah. Bourbon. you can. At this point, I think it's, you can swap in anything now. I, I think people have gotten really creative. Um, Brandon Routh is doing the, uh, the Templeton Distillery Entrepreneur Grant Program, representing Iowa. You're doing it with Hill Harper from The Good Doctor is yeah. also involved in this. It's a really cool program. And three small businesses are going to get $10,000. Yeah, you can go to, you can go to uh, Templeton Distillery, uh, their uh, IG page, uh, and they'll link you to all the information. Um, it's open now until, I think, July 1st, I think, applications. Um, and anybody in the United States can, any small business in the United States can, uh, can apply. You can't have anything to do with liquor, unfortunately, I think is the only, and you have to be over 21. Did podcasts count? Can I get, maybe I get into <laughs> some of that action? Well, it's liquor, <laughs> podcast, I don't know, maybe some kind of uh, influence there. I think somebody might look into that if I were to win. <laughs> Brandon Ralph, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us again. I've never, this is, you're our first Superman. You're probably going to be the only Superman. Well, there aren't, there aren't that many. So, no, I mean, the, who's the other guy? The big British guy. What's his name? Uh, Henry. Yeah. And wasn't Henry Ben Affleck yeah. Superman? No, he was Batman. Uh, ben, ben did play Superman. Yes. He, did, uh, he yeah. did that very well. He played, he played, he played George Reeves, uh, who another fellow Iowan. Um, who was oh, that's uh, right you know, in that movie? Yes, who was a very yeah. tragic Hollywood. figure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywoodland is the name of that. Hollywoodland. That's right. Well, great, if we were to have Ben on the show, that would mean Ben suffered some sort of setback. Yeah. So I hope we never have him on this show. Ben, you stay on the straight and narrow. Brandon okay. Routh, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks and, for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for. Having me. Hey, can we get, I like to, we do these promos in the beginning. Uh, do you yeah. mind doing a, Hey, this is Brandon Routh and you're listening to what we're drinking with Dan Dunn or something sure. like that, or you can get creative or, you know, sure. okay. Hey, this is Brandon Routh and you're listening to what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Look at that. You nailed it, man. Hey dude, I really appreciate you taking the time, man. A lot of yeah. fun. I wish uh, it was a little bit later in the day. I'd be hitting this with you, I know. but I got to, I just, I'm just having a little sip just to make it just for the selling of it. Yeah, I just it's got very this. very nice, though. I like I liked it this morning more than I did the other day when I opened it up. Uh, look, Templeton. I don't know what that says. They've done great, man. They've done really great stuff, Templeton. I mean, in terms of just getting into the bar community and, and kicking some ass and all that. So, yeah. So many so many brands out there. It's ridiculous to be able to cut through all that. I know when I was a bartender, there were so many different brands that had come in and we had for about a month and then they'd be gone. 
That is a great story though, man, to be working, yeah. to be working. I used to go into Lucky Strike. It was a lot of fun, you know, but. Uh, the funny thing, I, I played a bartender on One Life to Live. So I did the bartending. I got so many, I have lots of bartending stories, but I, I was a bartender. Excuse me. I went, took that bartending class. But before I got a job as a bartender, I booked a soap opera job on, on New York and One Life to Live. I went there, played a bartender on that, then got fired off that show after a year. Came back, didn't work for a year, then got a job as a bartender, as a real bartender. Wait, how'd you get fired off the show? They didn't. Uh... Oh, they, I, they, they, the character they wrote for me. Uh, I was this character, Seth, and uh, the backstory was that Seth was a kid from the wrong side of the tracks who tried to get in his best friend's older brother's Puerto Rican street gang. Okay. Yeah. So the... that's you know, if I don't, if I don't just like come out and say. <laughs> Look guy from the wrong side of the tracks especially 20 years ago i yes all my scary was- scary you know the original guy from the wrong side of the tracks of course was stamos on oh. general blackie his name was blackie on general hospital do you remember that and he was don't the, remember that that was his i did first- watch that back in the day because my the the woman who watched me went from zero to five years old i used to watch general hospital with him but i don't remember he was the bad boy i think he somehow was tied in with luke and laura it was way Uh, back in the day and that was i think stamos's first big break so anyway man i know you're on a tight schedule i I appreciate you uh you hanging with me here for a couple minutes and uh this will go up in a few weeks and uh awesome best of luck to you man thanks dan same to you see you around cheers brother If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. You can buy the finest spirits in the world to make craft cocktails at home, but if you use crap mixers, you're going to get crap drinks. Let's face it, whipping up cocktails at home can be an expensive hassle, and that's why I am all about Fresh Victor. Fresh Victor is a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that brings the magic of master mixologists into your home. All of the ingredients are fair trade sourced. There's no artificial anything. The mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. They're non-GMO, kosher, gluten-free, cold-pressed. It's all the good stuff. I could go on and on and on. Fresh Victor features seven unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate. And Fresh Victor is ready to drink the moment you bring it home. Simply serve cold with ice, the spirit of your choice, or get fancy with one of their in-house mixologist award-winning recipes. Available nationwide, direct to your door via FreshVictor.com. It's also coming soon to a retailer near you. In the world of cocktail mixes, there's a holy grail, and that's Fresh Victor. I saw an article last week published in the New York Post with the headline, Why the Hot New Alcohol Trend is Cutting Back or Even Quitting. I thought I'd address it because I find these things to be a bit misleading. And and let's let it it begins by by talking about an advertising somebody worked in advertising who lost her job and she decided to quit. And which is great. Good for you. I I, I respect everybody's choice when it comes. But it, it's it's more the these kinds of articles again drive me nuts when they when they equate, you know, a few personal stories to some massive trend. Okay. So she talks to this woman about taking a break and getting into zero proof, the zero proof movement they talk about. An explosion of booze free drinks. Then later on in the article, they point out that this accounts for less than 3% of the, of the market, but that they expect it to grow 
over the next few years. Not offering a lot of proof in that area. It does talk about a, a study by the American Psychological Association that people were drinking more during the pandemic. No shit. <laughs> people re-examined a lot of things in their lives over the, during the pandemic, and alcohol as well. And again, I need to stress that I am not making light of anybody who is actually struggling with alcohol. My point is that you can't put this stuff out there and say, oh, they talk about Chrissy Teigen announced her sobriety. Congratulations, Chrissy. But because Chrissy Teigen announced her sobriety doesn't mean everybody is, okay? One of the uh, one of the quotes from here from an author from Brooklyn said, the pandemic became an opportunity to explore sobriety because there was no social pressure to drink. Sure, get it. It talked about uh, alcohol-free bars that have opened up, mainly in Brooklyn. Uh, we used to call those coffee shops, but now they're calling them alcohol-free bars. They talk about a lot of the different brands that are popping up and offering alcohol-free experience. It's the bar experience, but without booze. Call me old-fashioned, but bars are for drinking. You can have, there's plenty of places where there is no drinking allowed and have those places. They need to exist, but don't call them bars. They're not bars. My God place called Listen Bar in Williamsburg. It's the first zero-proof pub. It's not a pub. It's not a pub. Getting all fired up. Getting all fired up about this stuff. You know, look, alcohol companies, InBev that owns Budweiser and Stella, they're investing heavily in the zero-proof market. Then they're also the low-to-no-proof segment. It's getting up there. Love to hear what you think about it. Hit me up at the Imbiber on Twitter or Instagram. I'd like to hear your thoughts on whether or not you can call a place a bar if they don't serve alcohol? I say no. Can you call it a cocktail if it doesn't contain alcohol? I say no. But what do I know? I know this. I'm going to be uh, in New York City at the Stand Comedy Club, which has a bar there. It sells and it serves alcohol. It's that kind of bar. June 16th, Wednesday, June 16th, performing this podcast, a live recording of this podcast with actor Colin Donnell, comedians Joe DeRosta, Christina Hutchinson, and Justin Silver. For tickets, go to thestandnyc.com. Go to Wednesday, June 16th and get your tickets there. I would love to see you. Come up and say hi. I want to thank Brandon Routh for joining me on this program. I want to thank you for joining me on this program. And I look forward to our next encounter. <laughs>